It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Next man up. Next man up. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 21st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's loss to the Toronto Raptors, including the two big injuries coming out of the game. It's probably going to be the main thing we talk about as the game seemed... Get, the game. We'll talk about the game. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all the details of it. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the final box score like we always do, and then we'll talk about the players that will have to step up now that it looks like Nikola Vucevic will be out for at least a little while, and, and Aaron Gordon will also probably miss some time as well. Before we dive into any of that, though, we do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to get the low, going to get the Raptors perspective on Wednesday's game? Check out Locked On Raptors. Want to start looking ahead to Saturday's game against the Indiana Pacers? Check out Locked On Pacers. There's a Locked On podcast for every single team in the NBA, plus national podcasts, Locked On NBA, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast, and plenty more. You can download this podcast wherever you download podcasts, and also check out our MLB, NFL, NHL, and college podcasts too, I'm sure. Uh, if, if there is a locked on MLB, that they will talk a little bit about Orlando's bid to perhaps bring a baseball team to Central Florida. Um, the, where, no matter what kind of podcast you're listening to, no matter who your favorite team, second favorite team is, team you want to hate, no matter who it is, you can find their podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Download them today wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. In a series of about four minutes, in the second quarter of Wednesday's loss to the Toronto Raptors, the Orlando Magic season potentially has changed. Going up for a rebound, going up for a, re, for a block shot, Aaron Gordon landed hard on his right ankle and appeared to twist it. Uh, it, it. The injury didn't look super serious, and Gordon played a few possessions more before heading back to the locker room. But eventually, he would be out for the game with a sprained right ankle. Gordon left. Gordon left the game heavily wrapped, no crutches, no no boot, no anything. So it doesn't seem serious. But you know, knowing the Magic, they'll they'll probably be cautious with it. I, I wouldn't expect him to play Saturday, and 
you know, we'll see how it responds to treatment as well as probably some rest. The Magic, fortunately, have two game, two days off before they play their next game. They, I believe they traveled to Indianapolis on... I believe they, they, they stayed the night in Toronto. They'll travel to Indianapolis uh, on Thursday. The bigger injury, though, came at about the five, with about five minutes left in the, four, in the second quarter. Nikola Vucevic went up to challenge a Norman Powell layup, and he's done a good job challenging layups and, and shots throughout the early part of the game. And then the Magic certainly, you know, were flowing because Nikola Vucevic was a big part of that. Five assists in the game. But Nikola Vucevic went up to challenge for a layup and landed awkwardly. Didn't look like he landed on anyone's foot, but landed awkwardly. His ankle turned, and he was on the floor in pain. He said the pain was immediate. He could feel it, and it, it was bad. Vucevic needed help walking off the court. A couple teammates walked him to the locker room. And while he did speak to the media and MRIs for both Vucevic, or x-rays for both Vucevic and Gordon showed uh, were negative, showed no fractures, it certainly seemed like Vucevic's injury was much more serious. Again, not being able to put weight on, on his foot was a, a big deal. And Vucevic left the arena in a walking boot and on crutches. I've personally sprained my ankle, or I've rolled my ankle to the point that I did fracture a bone in my foot. Um, and if, if, if that is anything like what I had, and certainly Vucevic is a bigger guy than I am. I'm, I'm 6'1", he's 7 feet. And, you know, probably a little bit higher impact than, than me. Uh, I, I can imagine just, just how much pain that is. And, and, and it's, it's not fun to, to sprain your ankle in that way or to hurt your foot in that way. <laughs> Vucevic will have an MRI on Thursday, so we'll hopefully learn a little bit more about the injury, but at this point, I would expect Vucevic will be out for the foreseeable future. The extent, how long he'll be out, whether it's a high ankle sprain or whether it's something something besides the ankle sprain that, that, uh, that, that was initially reported or that was at least given to the media, We'll find out after more tests are done, and certainly after night to hopefully let the swelling go down. I'm sure he's got his foot wrapped in ice for the remainder of the day. To say the least, this would be a big loss, and a loss that we'll probably dive into a little bit more detail to, uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic when, when we get the full extent of what this injury is. But to say the least, to me, Nikola Vucevic is the heartbeat of the offense. Um, I know a lot of fans perhaps don't you know, aren't super comfortable with, with Vucevic for whatever reason. But he makes the offense go. He is the fulcrum for the offense. They run a lot of stuff through him. He is their most consistent, you know, he is their best offensive player, even though he hasn't played particularly well this season, um, at least overall. He did win Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week. Um, he is vitally important to what this team does, period, full stop. And losing him is going to have major effects. It, it honestly had a major effect in this game. Orlando got out to a an early lead. They, the, the game was tied at 32 after one quarter. And the Magic's offense was moving especially well. Vucevic was moving the ball. They were getting it to open guys. They were breaking down the Raptors' vaunted defense. And really, it was exactly the way the Magic wanted to play. And Vucevic is a big part of that. He had five assists. He was only one for seven in the game this 
missed some bunnies. You know, Marcus Gasol gave him problems. He missed some shots. He's kind of hovered around the outside a little too much. But um, Vucevic was still solid defensively. I thought he, yeah, I mean, he had one really nice block in the game and did a good job kind of defending the, defending the lane. I, I often call him a lane protector, not a rim protector. So again, so much of what the Magic do runs through him. So much of what the Magic do depends on his skill set. And so it's no surprise to me that the Magic went from a, a relatively mediocre, I mean, again, Vucevic probably shouldn't be your number one option, but the Magic went from a relatively mediocre 102 offensive rating in the first half to 93 in the second half. And really, the problems for the Magic in this game specifically started really before the injuries occurred. The Magic brought Vucevic back in. Honestly, I think they brought him back in a little earlier than they usually do to to those who who worry about rotations because the lead was slipping away, or the game was slipping away from them early. Toronto, stretching back to the last minute of the first quarter, went on a 17-2 run at the beginning of the second quarter. Orlando was struggling to generate good shots. There's a lot more, more dribbling, which is, what Toronto wants you to do. Toronto does a really good job when you're trying to run high pick and rolls. They they pinch their their wings their wings into the paint, you know, essentially one foot at the elbow to try and to, to try and deter drives and dare you to pass it back out. And they have the length to get back out. And they, they have you know a lot of young guys on their on their bench that just hustle that do nothing but hustle. This is all to say that. That second unit played right into Toronto's hands. They turned the ball over a lot, and, and while the Raptors didn't get the fast break opportunities that they usually did, the Magic did a really good job stopping fast breaks, Orlando's inability to score eventually caught up with them because they were not stopping any dribble penetration from the top of the key. Toronto probably has the art and the rotations uh, to, to, to stagger their lineups and keep at least one or two starters in at all times, down to a science. And honestly, that's something I think the Magic have struggled to do so far this season is set their rotation up in an advantageous manner. But Orlando was just struggling to generate any offense early in that second quarter, and they fell behind by 8, 9, 10 points. And then the injury happened, and, and you could feel a lot of the air suck out of the balloon. So credit to the Orlando Magic that for the most part, after that moment, they played even with Toronto. It's a 10-point game at the end of the first half. It was a 16-point deficit, Orlando. But but at, at the same time, yeah, Orlando played even, and their defense certainly was better in the third quarter. But uh, again, once they broke the lineup, once they brought that bench unit in, they, they struggled to score. Orlando never really made a serious threat on this game without Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon in the game. And, and, and I talk a lot about Vucevic. You know, Gordon is a very important player, too. It's harder to do that. It's harder to to play at a high level when your best players are out and you, and you just got to find a way. So, you know, I give credit to the Magic because they really fought. I, I don't think the issue in Wednesday's game was was effort or fight. They were they were scratching and clawing defensively. They, you know, Jonathan Isaac shut down Pascal Siakam in in the second half. Siakam you know, I think was four for four for eleven or two for eleven, three for eleven, something like that, in the in the the second half. So, I mean, the Magic's defense 
got better. They were still giving up way too much dribble penetration, and, and Fred Van Vliet had a really stellar game. So uh, the Magic's defensive problems in this game were very basic things that, that yes, they, they, have to, they have to work out, and they should have worked out. But offensively, they were just out of sync. Some of it being Toronto's defense is very good. Like, no doubt about that, Toronto's defense is very good. And Orlando had a tough time cracking it without their best player. Without their two best players, to be perfectly honest. But Orlando stayed in the fight. There are definitely some plays where they got out-hustled and got out-worked, and they weren't clean at all. And, and I think I said I think I said at halftime, like, look, execution is not going to be perfect the rest of this game. The thing you want to see is, are, is the team fighting? Is the team still trying? Is the team still pushing? And, and they were. But obviously, it's going to take a little bit more. And the Magic now have two days, probably, to figure out exactly how they need to play and, and what combinations they need to use to try and scratch out victories. Because, you know, and I'll, I'll say this tomorrow, the season is not over. Season is definitely not over. We don't again. We don't know how long Vucevic is out yet, so it's not time to write a funeral for this team. But yeah, this is going to be an important stretch where the Magic have to scratch out some wins and stay above water and stay in the hunt and stay in the race and find a way to be five hundred, to be maybe slightly below five hundred, to just get whatever they can until their guys are ready to come back. And so, in that case. The good news is the Magic were willing to fight. They weren't efficient. They weren't effective. They were willing to fight. And now it's time for other players to step up. Now it's time for the next man up. No true words were ever spoken. Aaron Gordon said in the locker room, Steve Clifford will tell you, that medical staff tells me who's available and I work with the guys I have available. I don't worry about who's not, not in there. And that's exactly how the Magic are going to have to play now. They're going to have to find a way and there's a lot of players that the Magic are going to need to help them do so. And this is going to be the, the reality for at least a little while. Attention, though, past, present, and future my bookie players. During Thanksgiving week, that's next week, we're, we're one week away from Thanksgiving, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congratulations. You got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well because MyBookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally, literally, let me, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I say that correctly in my best Rob Lowe voice. You literally cannot lose. It's no risk and all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. MyBookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have lots of questions? Do not sweat it. MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code Locked on NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk free bet. Let me repeat that. That is a guaranteed deposit match and a risk free bet for Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. 
Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Raptors obviously covered the spread in this game because nobody saw the Magic Magic's best players getting injured. But let's run through the final box score for you anyway as the Orlando Magic fall to the Toronto Raptors 113-97. to Again, the lead really stayed at about 10 for most of the second half. Orlando cut it to 6 a few times, but then Toronto would extend it back out to 12. Uh, the Raptors did get it to 20 at one point, but Orlando you know, never really lost complete contact, but never really made a run. Um, you know, I, I, this will you know go down as as the Magic's second blowout loss of the year. But uh, again, like I said, I felt like the fight was there. I, I did, I did, I didn't feel like the Magic ever quit on this game. They they just you know couldn't scratch out enough offense to get themselves going. And the Raptors, to their credit, as as they should, you know, took advantage of a lot of the things the Magic were trying to do, and, and took advantage of the Magic not having their best player. Evan Fournier led the team in scoring with 21 points, seven for 15 shooting, three for six from beyond the arc. Uh, three assists, three turnovers, three steals. So, you know, mixed back for for Evan. I thought he was really good off the dribble, really good finding his shots, especially when the, when the ball worked to him. As a primary playmaker, which Magic made him a little bit more of in the second half, uh, you know, he still kind of struggles to make the right play. Um, you know, Toronto a few times sent, you know, blitzed him on screen and rolls. And he, you know, on a few occasions, he missed open players that, that he'll need to hit. And so I think... There's the, if Vucevic does have to miss a lot of time, I think we will see Fournier on the ball a lot more. Uh, running pick and rolls, kind of running the show as as the primary playmaker. And at that point, it's going to be more incumbent upon him to make the right play, uh, to, to make the right pass especially. So there could be some, some, some growing pains and some hiccups in the process there. But, uh, you know, I do think that Fournier... Is a is capable of doing this, and, and he certainly he's been a consistent offensive player all year. You know, I I didn't really think too much of his game stood out. You know, he struggled a little bit defensively on the perimeter. Most of the Magic's you know wing players did, uh, but I I do think that Fournier is going to have to step up in a big way. We'll talk about some other guys that are going to have to step up. So so overall, a solid game for him. Um, you know, with some with some relatively minor quibbles. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, 16 points, 6 for 15 shooting, missed all four of his three-pointers, 4 for 6 from the foul line, so a rare night where he misses two free throws. 13 rebounds, including 7 offensive rebounds, 3 blocks, 3 assists. Uh, Isaac making his return from a sprained ankle that he suffered last week as well. Um, you know, did a really good job. Uh, you know, I thought felt early on with Pascal Siakam, he's a little hands-off with him. Uh, you know, wasn't as engaging, and I kind of described it as he's getting his defensive rhythm back and defensive timing back, but... You know, by the second quarter, really by the end of the first quarter, Isaac really had it back on. He was blocking shots. He was challenging challenging shots in the paint. Um, he was sliding over really well. It was locking down Siakam. Again, Siakam really struggled in the second half of this game. Uh, and then Isaac was able to get his offense going a little bit. Um, he has got, he's got that one dribble pull-up that's really nice. He's developing the turnaround, a turnaround fadeaway shot that, that's been really good for him. Um, he, he pulled it out against Philadelphia. 
And if he makes that shot, it, you know, there's not many guys that are going to be able to defend him the way that the way that he plays. Um, he worked a little bit more off the dribble, but not significantly more. You know, missed his spot up threes, obviously, but uh, overall, I thought this was a really strong game from Jonathan Isaac. You know, just especially for a first game back from from being off for a week, essentially. Um, I thought that he did a really good job defensively again on Siakam, which is is all you can ask for. That's what you expect from him at this point. Uh, and you know, I I think that now we're going to get to see a lot from Isaac. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But um, you know, Isaac's gonna gonna be a big big player now for the Magic, if, especially if Gordon has to miss uh, some time, which I, I suspect Gordon will miss at least the next game, maybe two games. Um, and so Isaac's going to have some big responsibility here coming up. We're going to we're going to learn a lot about Jonathan Isaac, I think. Um, Nikola Vucevic before he left the game, three points, one for seven shooting, one for four from beyond the arc, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, more than anything, just Vucevic just keeps the ball moving. Um, you know, I think that's still really important, and that's that's almost as important a part about his game as anything else. Is that when the ball is with him, it moves, um, and, and he keeps the ball moving. He really only takes. You know shots that you that you think are quality shots. Um, you know, lo, you know that little hook shot. You know, post ups. Um, you know, he'll spot. Up, he'll pop out for three. Uh, you know, so with him offensively, it's whether he makes or misses the shots, and you generally trust him to make it. Obviously, he he didn't in this game, but you still, I think, a net positive in the game. I mean, you look at look at the three players on, on the team who are uh, three main players who are positive on the plus minus scale. You know, Fultz, Fournier, Vucevic, all starters, obviously. Um, Vucevic. Had a positive effect on this game, I think. And again, five assists. You know, all of them really, all of them coming obviously in in ten fifty. He had the ball moving. The, the Raptors still had to account for him. I mean, I, I I know you look at the field goal percentage and say, oh well, Marcus also beat him up. And yeah, I think he did a little bit. But Vucevic had the space to 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 keep the ball moving, made quick decisions. So you know, I, I liked Vucevic's game. Uh, you know, unfortunately, his night was cut short, and we'll, we'll see just how long he he'll be out uh, with the with the sprained ankle. Fultz with 12 points, 4 assists, no turnovers, 2 steals, 6 for 14 shooting. Um, Fultz does a really good job getting the basket. We know that. Um, you know, uh, uh, Defensively, he struggled with Fred Van Vliet, and, and everyone struggled with Fred Van Vliet. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want to put it all on DJ Augustine, who we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, overall, you know, Fultz is doing what he's doing. You know, I think this is going to be, a, this is sort of a, a typical Fultz game, to be perfectly honest. You know, you'll see him get 10, 11, 12 points. Get to the basket, um, you know, on occasion. Get to the foul line a little bit, although he didn't get the foul line in this game. Uh, you know, assist numbers. I think are. I think his passing and playmaking. Uh, while he's very good at that, and that's kind of the next step for him to get a higher assist number. And again, with Nikola Vucevic out, the ball needs to go somewhere. Now you're not going to be able to run your your offense through Vucevic. So now you'll see it. I think run through Fournier. You'll run it through Fultz. You'll run it a little bit through Isaac. So the Magic are going to find their footing here a little bit, and Fultz is going to play a big role in that. Uh, DJ Augustine, like I said, really struggled in this one. Four points, did have five assists, one turnover, but one for nine shooting. His drives were just a little wild. Not that he was driving wildly, but the shot selection and the shots that he took were just a little bit off. I mean, he missed his open threes. He missed some open threes. He missed some open shots. So it's it's not all just that. But there are some wild runners in the lane. And, and he, I mean... Clifford has talked a lot about lately about getting into the ball, about you know being physical on the perimeter on on players, and, and honestly, the Magic still aren't doing that. I mean, it's been you know four or five games now where where the Magic's defense has slipped just a hair, and it's kind of that physicality uh, on the lane, and it's tough for Augustine because he's smaller than a lot of the guys he's guarding. Marco Fultz, I think, is still getting his footing. You know, he's essentially still a rookie, so he's still kind of learning things. Um, but I, I still think that. 
that the Magic's defense still has a lot of work to do. Um, it is not the juggernaut that it once was or was earlier in the season. And so the team is going to have to get a lot more. And Augustine's really struggled with that second unit. I mean, he struggled with the starters, but he's really struggled with that second unit. Uh, and it's just it's just not clicking right now for this team. So Augustine, a really, uh, really another difficult game. Terrence Ross, 14 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 3 for 9 from beyond the arc. Almost got things going, almost brought the Magic back in the fourth quarter, just couldn't get cooking long enough. And, you know, honestly, I think second unit-wise, early second quarter, I would say the Magic did not do a good job staying with Ross. Um, I, th- I felt like when the Raptors were going on that 17-2 run, the Magic didn't really run any plays for Ross and didn't look to get him looks. And I, I think that, you know, when the team is struggling to, to get the offense moving, Ross gets the gets the defense moving just because he's cutting so hard and cutting around screens and is such a threat to shoot. Uh, and, and so I think Orlando needed to do a little bit of better job keeping him involved. Uh, so that's that's definitely something for the Magic to consider, especially as they move forward. Ken Birch off the bench, 12 points, 5 for 7 shooting. Did a great job rolling the basket. Really, I have no complaints about Ken Birch in this one. You know, maybe a little hyperactive on the glass. You know, some of his rebounds were a bit off, you know, bouncing off his hands. Um, but, it, you know, you trust Ken Birch. There's a reason why the Magic are comfortable bringing Ken Birch into this situation. If Vucevic is out, I expect Birch to start. Um, you know, I think the Magic really value his defense and value his kind of professionalism in that in that way. But we'll, we'll see. And, you know, the other part is, well, Bamba's really struggling. You know, in this game, three points, three rebounds, two turnovers, two blocks, one for three shooting. Forced a lot of his offense. He tried to put the ball on the floor a few times and got it swiped. Um, so not a good look there. Um, defensively, I mean, so I, I watched the game again on Fox Sports Florida. I watched the second half again on Fox Sports Florida. And I would say this about Bamba. I know there's a lot of criticism about Bamba, and there should be. He, he just he hasn't played well. He's very clearly the worst player in the rotation for the Magic. It's hard to find a tangible impact for him. And, and Steve Clifford said after the game when asked about Mo and some of his struggles that, you know, you watch the tape. Mo is better now than he was at this time last year, which I agree with. Um, I, I, watching it back, I would say Mo is generally in the right spots. Um, generally, he is in the right spots. Where I think he's struggling is, you know, A, absorbing contact, which, you know, physically he's still still growing there. And B, I, I think he's struggling just reading the play correctly or diagnosing the play quick enough. Um, you know, you hear, always hear the, the thing about, you know, the game slows down for me. You know, the, the game's really slowed down. Um, I, I think Bamba knows where to be, and I think he's generally been there on the initial read. But when the attack comes, I think he's just a, a hair slow to react, and that's a world of difference in this league. He had one massive block. You know, blocked out of bounds, and, and I saw that, and I was like, that's a block that can build confidence for him. That's a block that can really help him. But... Overall, I think because he's just processing information, he's not really commanding his space. And and I, I mean, I would go like if you can go back and watch Bamba on defense because he's in this he's in the same spot Vucevic is in. He's in the same spot, you know, dropping down, you know, ready to ready to kind of take him take him on and and challenge any shot at the rim. And then all of a sudden, the player's in his space and, and works around him. And so I think Bamba. Right now, Bamba just needs a, sh- a shot of confidence. You know, just a, one good play, I think, would do wonders for him. I know that he had that block that I mentioned and then gave up an offensive rebound. But really, I think that was because Isaac was there to deflect the rebound. So it wasn't a clean rebound. Bamba 
I would say one big criticism I would have for Bamba, and, and I don't know exactly how to fix this, um, is I, I I don't think Bamba's hands are very good. Um, balls kind of bounce off his hands a lot, and that makes it t- difficult to catch balls cleanly. I think that's affected his offense. But like even offensively, he grabs the ball near the rim, uh, and it's he's kind of fumbling it around, and he's not really attacking quickly, or he's not really putting the shot back up. He has to bring it down and uh, you know wait a bit for the defense, and the defense recovers. So again, it, to me. A lot of Bamba's issues are confidence and really just commanding his space. And again, that probably has some. That, that's probably a, a short term for you know at least how I'm conceptualizing it. Might just be a short term for for confidence and, and and being able to diagnose plays quickly and correctly. And and so you know some of this will come with experience. Some of this will come with 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 film review and practice and drilling. And some of it will just come with natural physical maturation, which I think Bamba's still going through. Um, but right now, for sure. Bamba is really struggling. He he's not making a positive impact. You know, I, I think I've said this that you know if the Magic were in a single elimination playoff game, I think Birch should play over Bamba. That the Magic want to develop Bamba as they should, and so he's going to play, and and he'll still get minutes. And you know, if Bamba's playing really well, he'll probably finish games with Birch. It'll probably be a little bit by committee uh, with that sec with with that with that center spot if Vucevic is out. So Bamba's got opportunity here. Um, you know that that should excite him. That should. Uh, perk his interest and should get him moving, but but we'll see. Orlando overall shoots thirty eight and a half percent, so obviously the offense not moving well. Nine for thirty two from beyond the arc, twenty eight point one percent. Eighteen for twenty eight from the foul line. A rare game where the Magic miss a ton of free throws. They do get sixteen offensive rebounds. They only turn the ball over eleven times. So some positive signs there. They have forty points in the paint. They get sixteen fast break points. So Orlando did good things. Seventeen tur- uh, seventeen points off thirteen turnovers. They did do good things. Game came down to they weren't they weren't able to hit shots consistently. Um, six, they had 16 assists, which is or 26 assists, which is a good number. 26 assists on 35 field goal makes, which is a really high assist rate. Assist rate. Um, so Orlando did good things. You know, it, it wasn't like they were terrible all night. They they were kind of in the game. They just couldn't hit shots consistently, and they couldn't get stops consistently. Toronto shoots 52.3 percent from the floor. 14 for 19 from the foul line. They get 10 offensive rebounds, and all 10 of those offensive rebounds seem to be backbreakers. 10 offensive rebounds leading to 10 second-chance points. Those 10 second-chance points really feel big because, again, when you're down, the guys, the Magic are down, every little mistake is magnified, it feels like. Um, So Toronto, you know, again, Toronto just made shots, and Orlando didn't. That's part of it. They, They only have, you know, five fast break points. So Orlando did a really good job limiting the things Toronto has to do well, they just couldn't score enough. And again, you're down Nikola Vucevic, you're down Aaron Gordon, two of your best offensive players. That's going to have something to do with it. So the big thing for the Magic as they prepare for Saturday's game, probably without Vucevic and probably without Gordon, is they have to be able to move the ball to get their offense moving. They have to use the pass, not the dribble, to get guys open. And, and that wasn't the case in the second half. That wasn't the case in the second quarter. And that's why the Magic found themselves behind and unable to come back. The final score, the Toronto Raptors 113, the Orlando Magic 97. The Magic next in action Saturday against the Indiana Pacers. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Audible 
has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash LockedOnNBA. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Audible right now, you can find this and all other offers from Lockdown sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. I've gone way over. There's, there's a lot to talk about in this game. You know, the injury is obviously a big thing. So I, I don't want to go too long because we'll, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. We'll talk about exactly how the Magic replaced Nikola Vucevic. Uh, you know, when, when we find out perhaps a little bit more about how long he'll be out uh, and, and talk about what needs to happen. But suffice it to say, Aaron Gordon's message or, or the, the, the cliched line among sports people is next man up. Next man up. When there's an injury, when there's you know someone that's out, when someone's not performing, when you get an opportunity, next man up. Who's going to step up and keep the ship steady? Because guess what? Nobody cares that the Magic don't have Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon. The Raptors didn't have Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. Though the the Pacers, I don't think. Well, you know they didn't have Miles Turner in the first game. They didn't have Victor Oladipo in the first game they played. They're not going to have Vic, obviously on Saturday. I'm not sure. I, I haven't watched the Pacers since that game, so I'll I'll do my homework before before Saturday. But they may they're probably not going to have Miles Turner for that game either. So next man up, who's going to step up for this Magic team and again keep the boat steady? so that they can still accomplish their goals. And guess what? They can still accomplish their goals. I'll, I'll say that, you know, even before knowing how long Vucevic is out, because I don't think, Vuce, looking at the, the injury and, you know, even hearing how Vucevic spoke about it, that that injury shouldn't be season-ending. You know, maybe it's something that lingers, so the Magic will have to be careful with how they bring him back and how they rehab him. But Vucevic will be back at some point this season. Now, whether he misses... A week, so three games, or two weeks, so four games, or for five or six games, or a month, or 20 games. That's the part we don't know. And certainly that it, it, things are going to be a lot tougher without Nikola Vucevic. But the team is still plenty capable if the guys that replace them, or, and if the rest of the team steps up and fills in. Obviously, Ken Birch and Mo Bamba have the biggest roles because they'll be replacing Nikola Vucevic, and they won't be able to replace Nikola Vucevic's offense. Let's be very, very clear here. The Magic are going to spend the next two days in practice reshaping how they play offensively because so much of what the Magic did do is based on, is based on running off Nikola Vucevic on the high post or in the post, or in the low post, or on the top of the three-point line, or on the pick and roll. So Orlando's going to have to change some things. Maybe add a little bit of motion. Obviously, Ken Birch, well, he does have the green light to shoot threes when he's comfortable. Isn't the three-point shooter Nikola Vucevic is, so the lane's going to be a little bit more congested now without the ability to play five out a little bit. And Mo is probably not a shooter that they respect enough that, that, to, to treat him like a five-out center. 
for sure we know what Birch is going to give you. Birch is going to be a strong defender. He's going to be a great picker, pick setter. He's the best pick setter on the team. Uh, a hard roller through the lane, a defensive presence and rim protect, and a rim protector, better rim protector than Vooch is. So the Magic know what they're going to get from him. And, and someone else is going to have to replace Vooch's offense. And I'll talk about who that probably is going to be here in a minute. For Mo, this is a big opportunity too. I don't anticipate Mo's minutes will change much. But this is a point where the Magic can test him a little bit. If he's ready. And for the record, I, I don't necessarily think he's ready. But Orlando's going to need both of them to maintain the level of defensive play Vucevic played because he's played very good defense this year. To lock down the glass, most importantly, which is something Bamba struggled with, especially in this game. And kind of keep this team humming as close to normal as possible. Offensively, he's going to be much more of a challenge. Obviously, Evan Fournier provided a lot to this team already. Markel Fultz is playing limited minutes. He's limited to about 24 minutes per game still. Maybe 25. But he'll have a lot more time on the ball. But most importantly, and probably something that might quietly be a benefit to all of us, is Jonathan Isaac's going to get some plays called for him. The Magic are going to need Jonathan Isaac to increase his score. He's at about 12 per game so far this year. But he's shooting career marks across the board. 60% true shooting percentage, 90% from the foul line. I think he's at 45, 46% uh, from the field overall. You know, 52, 53% effective field goal percentage. He is having his best shooting year of his career. But... He's still only taking about 12 shots per game, which is, you know, two, three more than he did last year. And he's still only posting a usage rate of about 16.5%. It's roughly the same number as last year. So Isaac remains a relative afterthought within the offense. Not anymore. If Vucevic and Aaron Gordon are out, if Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon are out, Jonathan Isaac's going to have to be the next man up. Evan Fournier is going to score 20 or so points per game. He'll he'll carry his he'll carry his share. He's a very big part of this team. But someone else is going to have to carry their part too. That someone's going to be Jonathan Isaac. Now Gordon could be back fairly quickly. I mean, it depends on how this ankle responds to treatment and and how severe that injury is. It it it, it didn't sound super severe, but again. Isaac's injury didn't sound super severe and he missed two games. So I would say at a minimum, Gordon's out the next two games and wouldn't surprise me if he misses the game at Cleveland and comes back uh, for next for next Friday's game against the Toronto Raptors uh, at the Amway Center on Black Friday. So if that's the case, the Magic will need Jonathan Isaac. So far this year, Isaac's been up to the task when he's been called upon. And the Magic have seen him with the hot hand. They've fed him the ball. They've gotten him shots and He's starting to work a little bit more off the dribble. So this time period is going to show us just how much Jonathan Isaac has grown. But make no mistake about it, someone's going to have to step up and keep this team afloat, keep this team alive, and this team's going to have to find a way to play that works for the group they've got left. There are no days off, and the Magic certainly expected injuries this year. 
They were extremely injury lucky last year. Extremely. All, their top six guys all played 75 games or more. That was not going to be the case this year. There's just no way around it. This, that was just not going to be the case. And so now, the next man has to step up. Next man up. And we'll see what those results are when they do step up. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com and follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosswin-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.